0: Thanks for downloading another episode of the Thundercast find us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore pod. And again, uh, continue to download and share the links to our show on all the major podcasting networks. We really appreciate all of the support that we've been getting from everyone. A lot of new people are downloading the show, finding the show, going back and listening to the entire catalog of the show from the very beginning. And, we understand that's a lot of time. I mean, anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes upwards of two hours per episode. And this is number 13. So do that times 12, and you've invested a lot of time listening to Russ and I talk about Herd Athletics and, and getting you to coax you into joining the Big Green and, and all the goings on around the Herd Athletics universe. And we just really, really appreciate all the support we've been getting both through downloads and uh, link sharing, but also on social media. Our follower counts continue to grow. Our interaction continues to grow, and that's just the greatest thing in the world because, after all, uh, the whole goal of this uh, endeavor is to bring you closer to martial athletics and turn you into an even bigger fan than you already are. Uh, So uh, episode 13 is upon us. We're kind of in that little bit of a lull between – where we hit it hard for football and the end of, you know, the athletic seasons of the past year. So um, this episode going to talk about what we got kind of coming up. We're going to cover a few things, but before we get into all that, let's get a quick word from our sponsors at 304carwreck.com. If you've been hurt in a wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. Our roads are full of uninsured drivers. When they hurt you, your insurance company can become their insurance company. Insurance companies take your money every month, but they fight you when it's their turn to pay. Don't be a victim twice. Jason and Matt can't protect you from uninsured drivers, but they can protect you from the insurance companies. Find them at 304carrec.com. Russ, before we get into the five things that every herd fan needs to know this week... Let's take a second and really talk about our show's sponsor, 304carwreck.com. The guys that have been with us since before we ever hit the record button. Absolutely. Um, I think they deserve a little bit of shine here just for, I mean, for many reasons, but for definitely for that reason alone, for for being behind us from the get-go, from the start, and even before we said our first recorded words on the Thundercast. Uh, talk, to, uh, talk to everybody a little bit more about 304 Car Wreck and what they do who they service, where they can be found, all that good stuff, because we, we really want to show some
1: appreciation to these guys. Sure do. And these guys hit home runs. You know, um, it, I unfortunately have been involved in a couple of automobile accidents. And one of the things that I have learned from there is no matter if it's your insurance, the other driver that is at fault has the same insurance company as you the insurance adjusters are not your friends. It's not the same as your agent who may be a really good friend of you. Um, It is their job to give you the lowest amount possible uh, for what you quote unquote deserve or what the law states or your insurance policy states. A lot of people may think that I'll just do it myself and save the money uh, that I would have been paying on on a lawyer. But basically, they get a percentage of the settlement, but what they're getting is you will never talk to any of the insurance adjusters and maybe them make you slip up and say something that you don't actually mean uh, to where they can get you and say, aha, you know, well, this was technically your fault or we'll enact this policy or whatever let them do it for you. You don't have to deal with it. It takes all the stress away. Sometimes you have to worry about uh, trying to find another vehicle that you have to replace. Uh, In my uh, instance, I had to replace car seats. You know, uh, I had hospital bills. I, you know, a bunch of different things going on. Uh, Let these guys just do it for you. Yeah. Where to find them. uh, They have Graciously given us the easiest path ever by naming the company 304carrec.com. If you're in uh, Kentucky, you can do 606carrec.com, Ohio 740carrec.com, that sort of thing. But um, they are very big on Facebook. They're not on Twitter, but if you go to their Facebook page and follow them, they put out helpful articles for sometimes. I personally have, um, you know, your insurance cards that you keep in your vehicle. Yeah. They have made a branded insurance card holder. Um, and on the back of that, it says if you get in a wreck and then it's got one through maybe 12 in order things to do. Yeah. Uh, so you're not like, oh, man, did they say to do this? Did they say to do that? It tells you right on there. Uh, so grab one of those They'll, they'll give them out to you. Keep them in your vehicle. I do. Um, I I can't tell you how good it can turn out for you versus how bad it can turn out for you just on how you respond and when you respond, but let them do it and you eliminate all that.
0: Yeah. Let's, I mean, think about it. You're having at that moment, the worst day, and mm-hmm. you're not thinking clearly because you're worried about what just happened.
1: Adrenaline so is through the roof,
0: flowing like crazy. So it's really easy to do the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, and there are no take backs. So yeah. you're going to you're going to get professionals that deal with this sort of thing every single day, not mm-hmm. just you trying to do it on your worst day. So yep. keep that in mind. Yeah, we're all capable of handling things, but you know, we you want to you want to Employ good people that can do things for you. So, yeah, you might Mm -hmm. think, man, I don't really know if I can
1: afford to get a lawyer. Sometimes you can't afford not to get a lawyer. Look at it like that as well. So, you don't hire them up front. You don't have to come up with money and hire them before they'll take the case. It's that after the money is settled, then they get a percentage, a small percentage of that. And generally, what they get you is higher than if you would have done it yourself. So, you're basically coming out. Either ahead or where you would have been.
0: Yeah, that's right. It's just a good practice. It's just a good thing to keep in mind. Please go to 304carrec.com, go to the Facebook page, like the Facebook page. So if you need to get a hold of them, you know that there's somebody there to help you. Uh,
1: please keep them in mind. But and, and one of the ads that we run talks about, you know, we're here in the tri state area. You right. know, what happens when you're in, you are a, a licensed driver from one state, you are hit by a driver from another licensed state in a state that is not, uh, either of your home States, right? What are the different rules? I can tell you from experience because of one of my wrecks, uh, actually they were both in the state of Ohio, but, uh, it, it got very hairy. And because I was, um, a West Virginia driver, I ended up getting uh, more paid toward my vehicle than, had I talked to the Ohio reps alone because uh, that insurance adjuster was just going based on his state and the lawyer stepped in and said, that's not true. You've got to go with my licensed, my insured guy in his state. Yeah. So it's super valuable.
0: Yeah. Those are nuances that your average person's not going to know. And these guys, We're not do, know it. they know that. So let yeah. them help you if you need that help. Yeah. Keep them in mind, please. So, Russ, let's move into the herd stuff. Uh, nice to give a shout out to 304Carrect.com for all they've done for us and they continue to do. But now it's time to start the episode off with five things every herd fan needs to know this week.
1: Brought to you by Nightlink. So what do you got for us? All right. The five things every herd fan needs to know this week. And brought to you by our friends of Attic Nightlink, uh, the Tri-State's premier IT management team. Number one. Everyone saw it, it was kind of a little bit breaking news in the fact that we put it on social media before anybody with photos, but uh, the turf uh, started coming up on Monday of last week. Uh, They've made a lot of progress, and I got a little more details about some other stuff in the stadium, but let's talk about the turf.
0: Yeah, no turning back now. I mean, the clock's freaking ticking. Uh, Week (laughs) one's coming up pretty soon, and you don't have a playing surface to play on, so... Uh, A lot of movement around Jonesy Edwards stadium. There's going to be a lot of hustle and bustle to get some new turf down, get those uh, brand new black end zones put in. Hopefully, hopefully there's also, like I mentioned before, there's hopefully they're going to do something with the field wraps that we've had before. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know that they will, or they won't, but they've been around for a little while. So if they're going to Mm -hmm. do a a whole new turf uh, design color scheme, then hopefully they just, put some, I don't even care if they look the same, just new ones, like brighter, mm-hmm. not sun yeah. faded, dingy kind of thing. Um, but there's no turning back. The The turf is going down. The sunbelt is upon us. So pretty exciting stuff.
1: Yeah. So the company that's doing it is playing surface solutions. They're out of Pennsylvania. They just happen to be an occasional customer of mine and have done this at high schools and other, uh, other colleges and, and stuff. And probably did it the last time uh, here at Marshall, Um, but they kind of own through the contract, the turf that they're taking up. If it's in good enough repair, they can take it and repurpose it somewhere else. You know, maybe a a little league field uh, for baseball doesn't really care you know what what kind of condition they're not putting college athletes on it they just need to cover up some mud holes so technically what is done with that turf is up to playing surface solutions Uh, they have been stacking some of it over there they've been loading some out but uh, if you want some of the turf uh, I have been told that you should just go and talk to them when they're out there in the parking lot so cool. don't know that you'll be able to get any Uh, I know a lot of people on social media were asking this question. Uh, A lot of people were talking about how last year it was donated to uh, the Restore and people had an opportunity to go down and purchase some. That's out of Marshall's hands. They can't donate it to a a local Little League. They can't sell it to you for a fundraiser. It's up to playing Surface Solutions. Mm -hmm. So just uh, stop by. They're going to be out there. They hopefully should be finishing up actually this week so stop by and you know see what they say maybe they cut a little piece off you know
0: yeah i want to touch on that uh, a little bit you, you know you talked about sending these pieces or some of it maybe to uh local little leagues i don't think that means for like field playing surfaces but do all those guys around all these little leagues and and uh um youth leagues need these for like batting cage floors, yes. you know, just yeah. not to play on, but man, just to not be slippery when you get in there and standing water and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So uh, hopefully a good chunk of that does go around to Barbersville little league and Huntington's league three and, you know, out to uh, salt rock and all over the place because it, sure. it'll get put to good use. Um, Sidelines
1: places that are not in the field of play are a, uh, a, uh, Popular place to put that. Gilbert uh, used uh, Marshall's old turf before parts of it uh, for where the players would be inside the 35s, um, yeah. uh, visitors and and home. You know, instead of having a big mud puddle there, right. they yeah. had turf.
0: And I, I think about uh, you know, thing like you mentioned the last time they they replaced the turf, they sent a bunch of it to the restore, and mm-hmm. I went and I was buying pieces of the turf. You know, people that were out of town were like, "Hey, will you buy me some of this? I'll pay for the shipping. I just can't get there. I'd love to have some." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, no big deal." And I'd run over and get it. And I can, I know, that they absolutely hated having that there because yeah. the system was like a big roll of it being held up by a forklift and one guy with a yardstick and an exacto knife out there <laughs> cutting. It. And he, and I know he hated it. I mean, I would hate it too. It yeah. was, you know, it was just like it was not very efficient is the, is the, what it is. So um, who knows what they'll do with, I hope they repurpose it and give it to some of the local youth leagues, or like you said, for sidelines of the local high schools, or even just a a big strip of it to walk from the locker room to the playing field, you know, just so yeah, whatever, but um, still cool nonetheless. So what about this um,
1: press box you're talking about? All right. So, You know the lettering on the press box. It says Marshall University, uh, and then it says uh Joan or James F. Edwards Stadium, uh, or Jones C. Edwards Stadium, James F. Edwards Field, got the uh helmet there in the middle, all that stuff. The color of green that is on there is not Kelly. It is a more of a hunter green. Yeah. Yeah, they are going to remove all of those. Now, this has not been approved yet. Uh, I can't imagine that it won't be, uh, but it is kind of unofficial and pending uh, approval um, once the quote is given. But they're going to remove each and every letter, paint them Kelly green, and then reinstall them. Cool. So that's just a minor thing that we kind of take for granted that in a year or so, you just say, man, that looks so much sharper. It's going to look sharper
0: immediately. Remember, yeah. remember when they had all of the um, circular like accomplishment badges that yes. were that were on the facilities building and you yes. could see them inside the stadium. Well, they were all Hunter Green and then they yeah. painted all those Kelly Green and put them around the you know, face in the West lot. And it looks so much better. So much better. Kelly Green just looks way better than Hunter Green. It it's pops. More, it's more energetic is the term yeah. I always like to use. It's just more energetic.
1: So these little details, yes, why why, why have five different colors of green, you know, like when in the early two thousands, when you went, you know, to a game, there would be 18 different shades of green (laughs) in the section you were in of different shirts. So,
0: yeah, it'd be nice just to have everything more uniform, uh, you know, bring the brand together. Everything's got to be elevated a little bit. And these attention to details that You know, some folks might not pay attention to. There are folks like me that do pay attention to that and be like, "Man, why has it been ten years and we haven't painted that? Why is that?" Yeah, you know. Sure. So that's just nice to see that that's happening. A new turf, a little freshen up of the press area, the press box, the interior of the stadium. Hopefully, like I said, we get some, uh, you know, just just new. Uh, non-dingy, non-sun-faded wraps, get that Kelly Green really popping and for the love of God, can we get the stats back on the
1: scoreboard? <laughs> That's all I'm asking for, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I feel like I would trade off something. I don't know what I would trade off. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I would give up quite a bit in order to have those stats back yeah. on the, the scoreboard. I'm I want, like we said before, I want somebody to be demoralized when they look up like <laughs> Buffalo and it's like, Byron has already thrown for 468 yards and it's halftime against yeah. us. You know? <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, um, not a lot of stuff on social media about this. I haven't um, seen it
0: since you talked about it.
1: Yeah. So uh, Nike has come out with a Marshall athletics inspired shoe called the herd one and it is available to you if you want to purchase it it's on herd zone we are going to post that link Uh, we'll have that tweeted out and uh if you want to go look at it they have several different photos it's 175 dollars for a pair but the proceeds of that goes toward like you know any kind of donation for the big green it's going toward martial Athletics scholarships so um Pretty cool that we've got one of those available in just about any size. Uh, it's just like if you were ordering tickets, you go in beside, instead of the section, you're picking out a shoe size, you put your quantity, it totals it down at the bottom, and boom, you order a shoe. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, since I haven't heard about this either, you you know, I got a, a message of what some of the stuff you're going to talk about, like literally right before we hit record. And I uh-huh. was like, what is this herd one shoe? And I keep yeah. track of that kind of stuff. You know, I'm always on the hunt for some cool looking Kelly green and white shoes or something like that, that I can rock to a Marshall game or just wear with my myriad of Marshall shirts. And I had not heard anything about it. Hadn't seen anything about it. And I kind of stay glued to Twitter. I can't believe I hadn't seen it.
1: Well, so Katie, just like with me, you know, doing the quote unquote breaking of those photos of the turf coming up, I'm breaking this to you right yeah, now. You are. Um, so, I mean, not bad for uh, somebody without any kind of affiliation, you know? I, to... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I know you and you know somebody. That's all I know. That's my affiliation. But look, if you're if you're curious and, you know, you're listening to this and you haven't seen the links yet or don't know what they look like, the shoe is a very, very, very modern looking um, athletic shoe. Okay. So yeah. if you're thinking it's going to be something in a vintage look, it's not that. It's very, It's a very modern shoe. Uh, it's kelly, about about a 50-50 ish kelly green and white with a little bit of black mixed in there it says um, herd
1: 1 on the back the numeral 1 and uh, obviously has the nike swoosh on there it's not going to have like marco or anything right. like that so it's a it's a shoe that you could wear out somewhere that's not going to scream Marshall or be yeah. like kitch or anything like that yeah. you know? it's
0: an, it's not a game day only shoe yeah um, but still you know the price tag 175 bucks that's not uh that's not throwaway money but uh you should know that a portion of the proceeds of the shoe are going to go to directly back to marshall university so you are in fact making a de facto donation to the herd athletic programs by doing that you just get some pretty cool shoes to wear sizing it says in all sizes but they are limited quantities so i don't know what that means i don't know if there's you know 25 pair per size or whatever that means but um it don't sit on the fence too long or you may be out on it but still nonetheless pretty cool
1: no guarantee that uh once these sell out that they'll be getting more this might be a limited edition run so
0: yeah but still pretty cool because we've never had anything like that by nike before Mm um i'm wondering like will we ever graduate to that uh echelon of program to where we can get those like uh receivers gloves to where they do like the m across the palm or whatever yeah um uh, or some you know m- marco head or something i don't know just some cool little stuff like that i'm kind of tired of seeing Buckeye's o's and all that kind of stuff on touchdowns i'd like to see a, a marshall m from time to time but anyway uh pretty cool i did not know about the herd one you broke that to me moments before we started so pretty cool
1: i'm just here to bring news man bring news and <laughs> I was going to say uh, kick ass and bring news. <laughs> and I'm, I'm all fresh out of news. I'm fresh yeah. out of news. <laughs> uh, number three, the away game football tickets are now on sale. Uh, I've got info that I'm going to read off right here in a minute with pricing, uh, but also single game tickets will go on sale on August the 1st. And here we go. We have. Notre Dame already been discussed here on the show. Those tickets are eighty dollars. You have to be a Big Green member uh, to be able to purchase, and the different level as a Green member, Big Green member that you are, is the more in quantity of tickets that you can purchase. Uh, other games are Bowling Green on September the seventeenth. Kickoff has been set on that at five p.m. and ticket prices through Herd Zone are twenty-eight dollars. Uh, Troy, on September 24th, kickoff will not be set until 12 days prior. That's that ESPN package. Mm -hmm. Tickets are $29 through Herd Zone. October 22nd, James Madison, tickets are $45. It also has the 12 days prior uh, for the time. Old Dominion, November the 5th, those are $35. And Georgia Southern, November 19th, those are $35. Mm -hmm.
0: Um what is James Madison smoking? 45 bucks? Are you kidding me?
1: I think that this is part of their long-term plan to be in the ACC. <laughs> it's uh that article that came out, you know, somebody said I can see them being in the ACC in 10 years or whatever. Uh apparently they view us as a marquee matchup and they're trying to take advantage of that and uh Well, it's ch- also
0: it's also their homecoming, so that's one. It is. It is it, their homecoming. they scheduled the herd for homecoming, so way to take a fat L on homecoming, guys. Nice, <laughs> uh, but at least you'll get a decent payday, I guess. Forty-five yeah. bucks.
1: Wow. Uh, okay. Now, uh, I I did say these are the prices going through Herd Zone. Still, uh, you might be, you might be able to find these cheaper elsewhere. But Don't do that. Why, Why is it important to buy through Herd Zone Yeah, is because that money, it helps us with our uh, future ticket allotments that, you know, we said, hey, we sold this many, we sold this many, we sold that many. It helps us when we go to games like Notre Dame, Ohio State, Virginia Tech, uh, to where we can point to our fans bought this. Uh, It also, that money goes right back into our pockets because they allot you. I don't know the contract details for each individual game, but the first, so many you get to keep that sort of thing. Yeah, and
0: it, that, that's why we're all. When it comes bowl season time, if and when Marshall makes a bowl game, you will hear us at nauseum talk about buy your tickets through Herd Zone. Buy your tickets buy through Herd Zone. Because now this is all new, right? Because in Conference USA, your program was guaranteed to not take a loss in in revenue during bowl season. Well, we don't know how that works with the Sun Belt, so that right. makes it even more important that you buy your tickets always through herd zone. Don't
1: be doing that crap on StubHub or whatever, just to save three or four bucks. I mean, three, three to four bucks. And then, you know, what happens, uh, you know, if you run into some kind of, Hey, I lost my ticket or that was a scam, get it through here. It's verified. Yeah. You can always reach back out to them and say, uh, well now all tickets are digital at yeah. home. So if they have that same uh, package for whatever away game, our ticket office can just Make sure to resend it to you if something happens. You know? Yeah,
0: just always go through her. That's the
1: best. Always practice. through her. Yeah. Uh, anything else on tickets before I move on?
0: No, I'm just curious about that. That James Madison blew me away. I, I saw that earlier in the week when they when they uh, talked about single game tickets and away game tickets and all that And I saw that 45 bucks just leaped off the page to me, and I thought, okay, well, I get it. It's the homecoming, but they're like the only member that's moving up to the FBS and they're going to be the most expensive ticket right off the bat. All
1: right. I mean, whatever, dude, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Number four, Sunbelt will sponsor women's swim and dive and beach volleyball by 2023, 2024 season. Uh, They are also looking into sponsoring field hockey. Yeah. Uh, We kind of called this uh, wasn't like it was a, you know, big, it was a no brainer. I think that, that they would try to do this. But we have that temporary one year, what are we going to do, go independent, whatever that we talked about back on uh, episode nine. But uh, Sunbelt just gets it done. Keith Gill, the Sunbelt, everybody gets it done. You've got beach volleyball and women's swim and dive already had three or four teams uh, for both that had this. I think four for each of those. So it's a good move for them and then uh, field hockey, there's three, and lacrosse, there's three. They had no mention yet of lacrosse, but uh, I imagine they'll be doing something with field hockey and lacrosse as well.
0: It's becoming glaringly apparent now that the Sunbelt is trying to make moves to solidify themselves as the top G5 conference in the coming years, not a year or two from now, but I'm talking about long-term They want to be, hey, we offer all these sports and Mm -hmm. we're good in all these sports or we have national contenders in every single sport that we are sponsoring. And, you know, we mentioned about some of the fastest growing sports, you know, men's and women's and just collegiate sports in general and lacrosse is on there and field hockey is becoming more popular a swim and dive already had some teams so you're just bringing all those teams back in the house right you don't want them yeah. with their fingers in the southern conference and the asun and here and there and everywhere just bring them all back under the sunbelt umbrella and oh by the way maybe you can get some associate members to come along and be a part of the sun maybe it's better travel for some associate members instead of them mm-hmm. being uh you know stretched all over the place too so this is a good this is just good news now if anything we know that herd swim and dive only has to find a high or find a solution for a year before mm-hmm. it was like, well, we think it's a year, but we'll see. Well, now we yeah. know for sure. We have one year that we have to figure out what to do. And I'm sure there's plans in place for all that too, especially when you talk about some other Belt teams that are in swim and dive. We mentioned it, but just independent for a year, swim a handful of meats and, you know, just keep everything competitive, whatever you want to do. It's, it's yeah. out there. Also, Um, the field hockey thing is pretty cool to me. I, I think it Marshall's going to have to look into, you know, expanding what they offer at some point. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, there, there's just sports out there that are pop that are growing here in the mountain state or there in the mountain state. I'm in the sunshine state, but are growing in the mountain state and then the surrounding regions that, uh, Marshall could be a good home for some of those athletes. And it may not be on the table this year, or next year, or two or three years from now, but yeah, a decade five from years from down, down the now?
1: road. Yeah. yeah. And and the good thing about this is, I feel very confident that Sunbelt is not just going to say, ah, you know what, we'll do it. They seem to be looking into everything and saying, yes, we're going to do it, but we're not going to do it half-assed. We are going to go yeah. in and do it. Uh, you saw that with soccer. We kind of called that as well. Uh, but bringing in the affiliate members, uh, that we had said they would, man, that's huge. They're automatically the number two, in my opinion, and most people's opinion, soccer conference behind the ACC immediately.
0: Yeah. In Uh, the country, in (laughs) In the the country, country.
1: not G five in the country. And, and, you know, I feel like James Madison, uh, has some very good success in some of these sports, um, you know, field hockey i think won the national championship uh, uh, within the last two years i can't remember but you know so we are bringing in some people that have success and why send them out somewhere else we say yeah man you guys are already doing it let's just let's grow yeah. and that's what sunbelt looks like they're wanting to do is grow yeah. and like you said be the best g5 but say hey we're, we're across the board. We're not a basketball conference. We're not a baseball conference. We're not a football conference. We're a conference. Yeah, we're and all those. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the AAC a few years back, solely because of football, called themselves the Power Six or the mm-hmm. P6. I think Sunbelt is positioning themselves to actually be that conference that would be looked at as, hey, might want to bump these guys up.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we and we've talked about some of the things that still haven't surfaced yet. Maybe because it's still a little too far out, but they're trying to take steps to elevate the perception of men's and women's basketball in the Sun Belt. They're really trying to make a push to become a two bid league, and that's kind of what you got to have if you're a G five conference and you can achieve two bid league status, quote unquote. Then that's kind of when you've made it. You know, yeah. if more than just your conference champion is going to get that. Uh, get that invite to the NCAA tournament, then that's what you got to have. Uh, you know, baseball is just phenomenal and yeah. hopefully only going to be getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the soccer you mentioned goes from non-existent to the second best in the country. We've talked about football. Football went from really good to now the East division alone potentially being the best G five division in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're systematically taking steps at, at just about every level it seems to be better than they were a year ago. And that's mm-hmm. all, that's what you want to be a part of. We were not a part of that for so long, for so long. And now are we are you get trying to, be... to
1: say that Judy was not forward thinking? I'm not and... trying to say that I'm <laughs> flat out saying
0: it. <laughs> so it's just nice to be a part of something That is uh, interested in putting a better product on the field because that forces everybody to be better. And if everybody else is getting better, you got to be better or else you're just going
1: to fall by the wayside. I heard that uh, Conference USA countered this with a good announcement that they were going to put a transcript of the audio from the football games on the back of your Kroger receipts. Cool. So you could actually read that off after a purchase.
0: (laughs) Well, I Uh, I mean, you can, you can. Watch the game at your local gas station and and then head to Kroger and get a 12-pack of Big K and uh, see how it all went down on the back of your receipt.
1: Yeah. Uh, Number five, finishing up here, uh, talk about the coaches' tour. Uh, They had, uh, including yesterday on the 11th, as we're recording here on Sunday, they finished up a uh, three-different-stop week. And this week on Wednesday at 6 p.m., they'll be at the Shriners Hall in Parkersburg. So anyone in the Parkersburg area, Marietta, that range up through there, make sure you go by and stop. There's uh, been some really good conversation uh, coming out of these good questions from fans. Um, I I was told I wasn't there, but I was told that at the – Fireside Grill on Thursday that uh, Coach D'Antoni kind of let it out that uh, we should be having a one-and-one with Air Force uh, in basketball. So there's some actual little news and tidbits. Uh, get to know the coaches, but also they're going to drop a little info for you.
0: Hmm, cool. That's intriguing. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that more when the announcement comes out. But that's When intriguing. the announcement
1: comes. I yeah. mean, that's,
0: that's across the country, you know. I mean, Air Force yeah. is in Colorado. So yep. that's, that's pretty cool, though. All right. Yeah, get get out and go to these coaches' tours. If they're close to you, just go. Go have a nice dinner and and interact with some uh, you know martial coaches. And uh, if you get the opportunity to ask a question, ask something meaningful. Ask something that you really want to know. Don't give them the old "Are you excited to be in the Sun Belt?" Yeah, they've answered that <laughs> a thousand times. Yeah, if there's something interesting that you want to know about, then ask it. And uh,
1: yeah, while you're there, join the Big Green. That's right. So that right, wraps us up for the week on five things every herd fan needs to know brought to you by IgniteLink. link. Awesome. Uh, the very, very, um,
0: like a uptick in the positivity of the five things over the last two weeks, which is, uh, yeah. I hope that's indicative of a nice trend that we've got moving forward. So that's cool. Look, our feature, it's not really a feature story, but we're just going to take this opportunity. This is like really our last week to, Uh, You know, take it easy, so to speak. We wanted to put an episode out anyway, obviously, because we got things to Mm -hmm. talk about. But this is going to be the last episode that we have before we get into the deep dive in the football program. And then it's going to be head down and football heavy for the next, geez, four, five, six months. It seems like all the way through bowl season. Uh, yeah, there's going to be basketball and stuff. As seasons start, as school gets back in session, as there's more news, everybody's going to get talked about. But, you know, it's time to start hitting um, hitting football with a hammer uh, really hard and getting you closer to the program. A lot of good information is going to be coming out. Russ is, you know, you know we're, we're working on things for the fall and the tailgates, and that's in Russ's wheelhouse, and he loves that kind of stuff, of course. So we thought we would spend this week – and talk about what you can expect over the next few months, you know, specifically mm-hmm. this summer, because once games get going, you know what you're going to get. Right. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that we've got going on. I'll talk about, you know, what you can see from an, or what you can expect to hear from an episode standpoint as we go along, but I want you to start us off. Um, what what can our, our listeners, subscribers, followers expect to see and hear um, that you want to talk about right off the bat? over the next few months before i'd say before week one of the season
1: all right so uh you know we've got this is our 13th episode and some people might say oh you've been doing this a quarter of a year no because you know it's not been 13 weeks uh thursday of last week made nine weeks that we've been doing this so we're nine and a half weeks into this 13 episodes in that time, we've brought you some news. We've hopefully brought you closer to uh, martial athletics as a whole. Uh, we've brought you um, a lot of good stuff about individual sports that maybe you hadn't been following. We've had people reach out to us and tell us, hey, I started following that, man, I, you know, I, because of you guys. So that makes us feel real good. But what you haven't gotten a ton of that we're going to start next week is a lot of analysis. And uh, that is something that you did a lot of uh, with your previous stop uh, on Moonshine Throwdown, yeah. and you guys were very good at it. It it brought a it, it brought a, a new wrinkle, I guess you know, for people or fans that want to prep for the game. Hey, they can just tune in and get a good primer. Uh, that's not going to be uh, immediately because we got the summer, but we got some things that we're going to be doing that I'm excited about because it would be my first time doing them. And that is going over individual positions and coaching staff. So tell us about it.
0: Yeah. So beginning next week, uh, we will start the series of position group breakdowns, which is something I did f- in years past in my other stops, my other podcast. And it was always really well received because – you start to gain some insight about not only individual players, but how the position looks as a whole, how we think it might stack up, what it might look like, where the weaknesses might be from, you know, the on the offensive side or the defensive side. In addition to just where we might be light in the um, depth area at certain position groups, but you're going to get to get an intimate look into. Um, every single position group that we have on the Marshall university football team. And we're going to talk about the coaching staff as well, because now with the departure of uh, last year's offensive coordinator, Tim Cramsey, it is a completely different uh, football staff coaching staff than it was just two years ago. Right. Coach Huff retained Cramsey for one year. He was the lone holdover from the doc holiday era. And now Mr. Cramsey has gone on to Memphis and we've made some new hires and may and move some guys around into new positions. So we're going to talk about all of that. That'll be um, stop. Number one, that'll be the first in the position group breakdowns is we're going to talk about the coaching staff. We're going to talk about every single guy that is on the staff um, and, you know, kind of their history, what, what they're kind of known for and uh, all that good stuff. So you get to know, Maybe yeah, you might know who the head coach is and the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. But right off the top of your head, maybe maybe you don't know who the offensive line coach is, or who the secondaries coach is, or who linebackers coach it. And you're going to get all that next next week. We're going to talk about some of the support staff um, that was brought on. You know the 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 new GM, the new VPs, and all these all these people behind the scenes that are helping the herd get better and better every single day. And then as we go down the line, leading into week one. We will culminate at the end of this series with the week one preview, uh, the game against Norfolk State. So you're going to get a different position group every week until it's time to do the the week one preview. Uh, That's what you can expect from a um, episode standpoint. Along the way, we hope to have a few guests join us to help us break down a particular position group. Uh, We we may also open the mailbag up once again after we get a couple of these in our in uh, out there so if, if it triggers questions in your head you should always be asking those anyway you don't have to wait for us to uh, to ask for those questions if, if something you're listening to triggers a question immediately get out your phone and ask that question tweet us that question and we'll try to get that into the next episode because we want those questions answered for you um, some other cool stuff that we've got going on is um, I'm not going to say it's Russ's deal but he's really good at this and can talk more effectively about it and that's more of the social side since he's in Huntington he's working on some things to make the game day experience uh, more pleasurable for the fans and make the Thundercast tailgating spot a place that you will definitely want to stop by and say hello so I don't know how much he can give away right now but I'm going to give him the opportunity to let a few more details out of the bag so let's talk about uh, what
1: tailgating might look like well before i do that this still on tailgating but before i give a little bit of more details i want to tell all of you tailgaters out there we want to hear from you yeah reach out to us let us know your spot we know some of your spots but let us know your spot let us know kind of what you do I'm, i'm not suggesting you give us a menu for the entire season but kind of let us know Uh, what your process is, and how friendly on a scale of one to 10 you would be to having if we tell some of our friends at our visitor Sunbelt teams to stop by your tailgate. So we're going to be like a little bit of a guide for a lot of that because other podcasts from the Sunbelt have reached out to us, talked to us a little bit. We're going to be talking to them other fans follow us and dm us occasionally uh from those other Sun belt things they've asked questions about where to go in huntington we hope to tell you a little bit about that so if you have a tailgate spot around the stadium reach out to us dm us uh tweet us whatever we want to talk to you we want to talk tailgating we want to see where you're at and if we send people your way uh that will not only help everyone's tailgating experience, but as a tailgate host myself, I know it will improve your experience when more people are coming by and interacting with you. So the bottom line is this is our first opportunity that we haven't had in, and
0: I don't mean us as in Russ and I, I mean, as a fan base, as a Marshall fan base, this is the first opportunity we've had in what, 15 years, however many years we were in conference USA, 17 Mm -hmm. years, to make a first impression again. We're going to have first time fans ever coming to Marshall university in Huntington, West Virginia. And we get to put on that full on herd hospitality and rip the freaking knob off of it. We get to wow these
1: folks, you know? And Um, and personally, what I do is when I see a fan coming, especially if they're from a long way away, uh, I make it a point to either walk up to them if they're close enough or, shout out to them, wave to them or whatever, invite them over, uh, tell them thanks for making the trip to come to Huntington. I hope you're having a good time, you know, feel free to get your belly full here. We'll talk to you about your team. Good luck today. Um, that sort of thing, you know, we don't, we don't need to try to strike fear into the hearts of opposing fans because it does not do a thing for the football team on the field, you know, uh, let the football players handle that we need to be hospitable to our fellow fans, because when we're going down to app state, when we're going down to Georgia state, Georgia, Southern, all these different places, man, I don't know about you, but I want to go and not have to worry about getting hit with a roll of quarters. Yeah. I would like to go and be offered a burger, you know, or, um, or, you know, some pulled pork and talk a little football And yeah, then in between the, the whistles, you know, get it from all sides from their fan base and then afterwards go back and tailgate with them again. Yeah. So that's kind of what we want to provide here. Hopefully our listeners have that same mindset. If that's you, you have a tailgate spot around hit us up.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, we want fans coming from out of town because that supports our local economies. Like our hotel rooms stay full,
1: our restaurants get full,
0: you know, our service workers are making better tips for the weekend, all that kind of stuff. So you want more people to make return trips. They're probably a lot of them are going to come for the first time because it's like, oh, this is the first time I get to go to Marshall. I've always wanted to go to Marshall. I want to see the fountain. I want to see this. I want to see that. I want to see the stuff I've seen in the movies. And while that stuff is cool, you want them to come back a second time and a third time. You want them to circle the away game at Marshall on the calendar every year and be like, that's the one I'm going to. Those guys want to. are
1: awesome. You want them to tell 10 of their friends to do it, too. Um, A little bit more kind of the finalization stage. It's all been agreed to. Uh, We kind of alluded to it, or I did, on what we're doing with the tailgate. But we are going to have uh, the Thundercast tailgate in the East Lot, spot 34. Except for the first game, we're going to have a little – so, uh, 34 will be a satellite spot that we'll hit right before the game. We're going right. to have another location we'll talk about beforehand that's going to be a huge tailgate the first game. Uh, but we are getting this catered every week by Peddler and Backyard, Mr. Drew Hetzer. Um, we hope to have a couple of his quarter kegs of uh, in house Peddler beer uh, on, uh, on draft there at the uh, at the tailgate, we uh, are going to have different food offerings that will work with him um, each week. And we are in the process of talking to some sponsors that might help to make it bigger and better for everybody involved. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm not the kind of guy that stops by and if this is you, I'm, I'm not trying to beat you up. Uh, but if you're listening and this hits too close to home, I'm sorry, but I don't stop by Little Caesars on the way to the stadium and then just put some pizza and chips out for people. That's not me. Um, I like to generally make the food on site and interact with the fans uh, that are there tailgating with me. Uh, The cook is part of the experience for me. So this will be a little bit different, but it's also going to be professionally catered by some really 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 good food uh drew drew does everything well
0: and this is also in the same vein of what we want to do with this show which is support local right yes Uh, russ and i had this conversation off the air a few days ago and you know we like the idea of partnering with someone like peddler and backyard and drew because all of their ingredients are locally, locally sourced or grown in house or made in house. And I mean, even the beers made in house. I mean, how if that doesn't say to you, this is Huntington, then nothing is. is. I mean, I mean, I, I like, you know, I like little Caesar's pizza too, but <laughs> I can get, I get that here. I can't, I can yeah. get that in Tampa, Florida. Uh, that's not a Huntington only thing. So if you're coming to the Thundercast tailgate, especially as an out of town fan, we mm-hmm. want you to go, Okay, so this is kind of what the taste of Huntington is. This is what the beverages are in Huntington. This is, this is pretty cool. This is all locally
1: sourced stuff. This is all fresh, fresh baked bread. This is all whatever, whatever. Yeah, when the peddler gets up every day, they make burger buns and and uh, you know pulled pork buns. You know, just the the buns they make their in house. They make their pizza dough every day in house. Their pizza sauce every day in house. They brew their own beer. So it's a taste of something local that you're going to get. And I, you know, that's the, I mean, I do that when I travel, I don't want to go hit up something that I have in Huntington, just like you said, you've got that in Tampa. Um, If I go down to a tailgate, if I'm going down to Southern Miss, I want some good Southern Mississippi cooking, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want them to say, Hey, man, we got uh, a whole bunch of Wendy's. We got Little (laughs) Caesars over here (laughs) in Hattiesburg. Yeah, Yeah, we we stopped by Wendy's and got a whole bunch of stuff. (laughs)
0: Man, if Pizza Hut ever hears this episode, they're going to load us (laughs) up because of all the hate
1: we're putting on Little Caesars right now. Well, it's look, just
0: quick. It's quick and
1: convenient, right? It's well, it is. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it
0: is. It is. So look, when you hear this stuff, I know we, you know, you had alluded to the, the episode of last episode, you said a local restaurateur, but we didn't really talk about who, who, who the restaurants were and who the, who the restaurateur was. Well, now, you know, and if you were on the fence from last episode and you were going, you know, I don't know if I want to contact these guys about maybe sponsoring this a tailgate or not. And now when you hear this, you're thinking, all oh, right, okay, so this is top-notch food. This is local stuff. This is like Huntington yeah. to the fullest. If that doesn't push you off the fence to, to get in touch with us before there's no opportunity left to do it this year, then I don't know what more we can do. Uh, th- yeah. You're going to have great food. It's locally sourced. It's local economy, and it's Huntington, Huntington, Huntington. Uh, this is kind of the opportunity you've been waiting for, I, I would hope. So if that's you, if that's your business, if that's, you know, your you work for a a company that you would think would be interested in that, talk to those people, point them towards us. We'll let Russ talk to them and tell them what it's all about. And we'll we'll make something happen. But I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that over the next few weeks, as we start deep diving into football and the shift really begins to change to football only mindset for a lot of fans, then you know the opportunities to sponsor one of these tailgates are going to go away rather quickly with this news of of who's catering and now you know the shift of the show and the mood in Huntington and the new turf and everything it's just going to become a football frenzy so please you know don't wait too long to uh
1: I, and I want to do I already that. spoke to two people uh, or businesses uh representatives of businesses yeah uh last week that reached out to us about this so you know spots might be non-existent here very I know. very quickly
0: i know. mean look we said this before we're not we're not um we're not needing sponsor we're going to do this regardless and we're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna do it but yeah. if you want to have pandering. an opportunity yeah. if you want to have an opportunity to get your business name out there and you know, help drive, get your name out there, and drive some business towards yourself. Then you know, get in touch with us. This could be a winner for a lot of people.
1: Heck, let me let me tell you about without telling you everything about the first game, the first tailgate. Yeah, we're going to have at a minimum two smokers, possibly more. If that doesn't tell you, we're not going to be right there in one singular parking spot. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a little special <laughs> deal uh but two smokers a professional sound system several tvs three generators it's going to be an off-the-wall bash for the first tailgate if you don't want to be a part of that you're not a football fan or a tailgate fan yeah Uh, i feel like a lot of people will want to stop by for that we're going to have flags flying we're going to have stuff up we're going to be Talking about some some things as it gets a little bit closer, but um, we are going to have a heck of a tailgate the first first week. Kind of a hey, this is the inaugural uh, tailgate for the Thundercast. We're going to make it a huge one. Yep. Uh, welcome back, football! Welcome the Sun Belt era. Yep. Uh, we're just going to go all out. So Norfolk State fans, if any of you guys are here, and holy <laughs> moly, are you? It's
0: like we're throwing you a party. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just the happy winners here of at least the tailgate part of the, the, the Saturday. I'm not so sure about what's going to happen between the whistles, but hey. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. And Russ and I have continued to brainstorm and come up with things that we want to do and that we will do. We're not just you know, bouncing ideas off of one another. And it's things that we're never going to do. No, we're, we're continually thinking about ways that we can a give back to Marshall B give back to the fan base, C support the herd and D get more people outside of ourselves to support the herd. And if, if you haven't figured out by now, we're not just talkers. We're also kind of doers. So um, there's a lot to be excited about, but we just wanted you to know moving forward over the next, I don't know, 10 weeks as we dive closer into football season, we're going to give you some deep analysis on the football team. You're going to know exactly where the roster stands. You're going to know exactly what we look like. And uh, we'll even have some um, some takes, you know, for each position group that we'll see how accurate we are by the end of the season with what we say should happen or will happen or might happen here in the preseason. So um, I'm, if gonna,
1: that, I'm go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, if that's all you got, let's take it around the herd. But apparently it's that that's not all you got.
1: Well, I've just got one one minor little thing here, and it's more of a stinger or a teaser. Uh, Much like we mentioned earlier in other episodes, we're going to have stuff that's coming out. I just want to say that we have partnered with Ignite Link for more than just the five things, and they're going to be doing something very cool with us uh, around football season uh, with some technology and stuff that we feel is going to be a game changer. Yeah, that so. is true.
0: I didn't want to leave that out. I totally forgot about it. Sorry about that, fellas. But uh, Ignite Link has, has come through for us, and we've put our heads together to come up with an idea that we think is going to be really great. Um, it's still in the ongoing evolution process, so it's not something that we can say this is what's happening. So uh, we just want to make you aware that there is something happening for game days Uh, But that's still pretty cool. The last thing I want to say about if you don't have anything else, the last thing I want to say is uh, Chuck, chill, you know, Christian, Jeff, Mr. Smith, you guys hungry, thirsty, make sure you stop by (laughs) over in the East lot. Hey, Mr. Crisp, (laughs) stop by and see us. You know, all these people that um, are doing good things for the herd. We want want to uh, reward you for your hard work and and, uh, taking care of the university that we love so much and the athletic programs that we love so much. So come by and get your belly full and uh, get your thirst quenched on the Thundercast. So Russ, let's take it around the herd.
1: All right. Uh, let's kick it off uh, with a couple of things with camp volleyball, which I got to see because Caitlin uh, did go. Uh, they wrapped up their five day camp last week and uh, man, it it was, it was fun. Um Lots of enthusiasm from the players and coaches. Uh, The kids absolutely loved it. Uh, I got to be there at drop-off and pick-up every day. I didn't stay during the day. Got to work. But um, very good camp. So impressed um, that uh, each one of those kids learned a lot but they had a blast while they're at it. So if that doesn't tell you a little bit about what goes on at some Marshall camps, if you're on the fence for some of the other ones we'll be talking about to send your kids to, or your neighbor's kids or whatever, go man, because they learn a lot. It's here local and a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, and these, at the end of the day, these are a little bit of a fundraiser for these programs, too. It is. So get out and support them. And if your children have a little fun, they're going to learn some stuff. But if they're if they're interacting with these players and coaches, that makes them fans of those teams. And maybe they'll be like, Dad, Mom, can we go to a volleyball game? And then you say, Well, yeah, that we was it.
1: That was my next thing is on the back of the camp shirt that they gave out, uh, it had the volleyball schedule. And Caitlin said – Hey dad, on the back of my shirt is the schedule so we can go to all of these games, not <laughs> just one, all of them. You got to so,
0: negotiate.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so they uh they are they are making fans yeah. and that's kind of our goal here is to spotlight all of Marshall Athletics and I know that I have I, I told her she was like, we need to keep this shirt hanging up. And I'm like, sweetie, I can access it from my phone. It's <laughs> but uh, I was like, we're going to go to some games, babe. Uh, and that is a goal is to, you know, get out and support the the volleyball team and stuff like that. But, you know, all those campers are going to go want to go watch the players that help coach For them sure. in camp they're going to want to go for sure. Uh, so, so they made dozens and dozens of fans uh, there. If that was their first foray into uh, Marshall women's volleyball, that was uh, that was a good home run. Cool.
0: Yeah. I'm glad that went well. That's always nice to see these. Uh, I hate the term, but that's what everybody knows. These non-revenue sports, uh, yeah. you know, kind of grassroots building fans and these camps go a long way in doing that. What's next?
1: Soccer. Same deal, but it was joint men's and women's. Um, I did not have a child that I took to one of those, so I can't give a firsthand report. I just know that um, there was a lot of people that I do know on social media posting that their kids went and they learned a lot. Uh, And again, you said it last week, I think it was, where are you going to go that you don't have to drive like hours and hours and hours away to get expert, recent national championship level, uh, coaching, yeah. Uh, so great, great camp for soccer as well. I hope that they were able to grow their brands the same way we were talking here about volleyball. I imagine they did. Um, I saw some. For...
0: Uh, I saw some photos that they posted from the camps. Like it looks like somebody was taking shots from up in the seats of the yeah. field, and it looked like a pretty good crowd out there. So. Uh, I don't think they had any um, any shortage of campers, so I, I figured the soccer camp was going to be a, a pretty big draw. And if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, they 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 may be doing another set of camps. I thought they were going to do a couple this summer. I'm not 100. Yeah, that.
1: I think in July they okay. have another another. We'll we'll touch on that when we you know get to the weeks coming up before that camp. Yeah, but this one had a pretty good turnout, so that was pretty cool. More camp news, softball has camps this week, and I have that info right here on June, uh, grades 1st uh, through the 6th on June the 16th. It'll be 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. The cost is 125 bucks. It's going to be both at the Dot Hicks Field and inside at the Chris Klein Athletic Center. Uh, attendance is limited to 125 participants and campers will receive a camp t-shirt. No word yet on if it's going to have dot magic on there, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, we'll talk about that in just a minute, but that is going to be the summer youth. It's going to be geared toward hitting defense, pitching, catching concepts and techniques to do all that. Uh, The other camp that they are doing is the elite prospect camp. And that will be from grades seven through 12. And it'll be the two days preceding that June 14th and 15th, also from 10 to four, just double it because it's two days, 250 bucks. And that is for anyone that is looking to move up to the next level. Yeah. Uh, You want some really good uh, fundamentals and maybe, Who knows? Uh, Maybe you'll turn into a recruit of Marshall University, Uh, but that's uh, the two different camps that they'll have going on this week. And that'll be two totally different flavors. Of course the age
0: groups tell you that, but – you know, yeah. number, the, the elite prospect camps are where you get put on radars. Like if you yeah. can show out at a camp, this is where coaching staffs take notice of you. And that's just not in softball. That's kind of every sport. So mm-hmm. if softball is your thing, if you're a local high schooler or if you're just listening to this and not a local and you're thinking, I like what Heard softball was doing, you know, um, if you're a mom or dad and you listen to the Thundercast and your daughter loves softball – Check it down. Make some travel plans, cause in uh, you know this is going to post tomorrow, the thirteenth. So the very next day, Tuesday, you're going to have Elite Camp. So
1: um,
0: hope you knew about it ahead of time. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But anyway, more pretty
1: softball. Cool. More softball news. We picked up another uh, transfer this time from Purdue, Big Ten player Casey Wilhoit, an outfielder. And I have a little bit of her info here as tweeted out. She was the 2019 all big 10 defensive team, 2019 Purdue softball freshman of the year, three time academic, all big 10 and the 2021 NFCA academic all America scholar athlete. So on the field, off the field, very good pickup.
0: Yeah. Pretty decorated resume. Um, interested to see how she's going to fit into the fold with what uh, Megan and Corey do with the lineup and um how the the entire roster shapes out versus some of the things we know Grace is coming back and we know a lot mm. of the some of the heavier hitters the big power hitters are moving on either exhausting eligibility or transferring out We've brought in a number of other transfers remember uh Miss Marshall from Western Carolina and then uh I can't remember the young lady's name. That's from Parkersburg via NC State. Sorry, it's just escaping me right now. I do apologize, but you know the the herd is losing, but they're also gaining. So it's it it's interesting to see how all these uh, new teammates, these new members of the herd, will uh, gel to become one cohesive unit. But if you don't have faith in what Megan and Corey are doing at Dot Hicksfield, then I'm not sure you're paying attention. Uh, but you should be. So. Welcome to the herd, Ms. Wilhoit.
1: Yeah, so in losing Maya Stevenson, who was an outfielder, this uh, seems to be maybe the logical front runner maybe to go out there if uh, there wasn't an internal option, or maybe this is the bridge because she has one year or whatever it is. I I mean, at least from a
0: defensive standpoint, perhaps, because uh, offensively they're entirely different players. Um, Yeah. But – there's still some firepower that has to be picked up into the lineup somewhere, somehow. Uh, but defensively, this could very well be the, um, you know, the plug-and-play player that you need to solidify that outfield. So, um, still, good, an excellent pickup, one that's been decorated at Purdue, especially in the classroom. But, you know, if you're freshman of the year, hey, you're doing something right. So, there's talent there for sure. Welcome to the herd. We'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, and uh, Emily Allen was the that's name. That's it, that Emily Allen. Remember. Yep. Uh, Savannah Rice was the one from Western Carolina, and uh, that's it, Miss Marshall, because
0: about... she's from Marshall, North Carolina.
1: <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew what you were talking about, but because uh, uh, we had we had mentioned that on the previous episodes. But uh, the final thing about softballs, you know, we get mentioned on Twitter a lot, and someone tweeted us amongst other people asking where they could get some softball gear. Yeah, and uh, you know. I think you responded the best. It's time to get some dot magic t-shirts. It's time. I'll buy the first one. Yeah. You
0: know? I mean, it's it's time. Let's work on a design. Let's get something going. Get the creative, get the gals on the team working on something cool. Um, and and let's see what we can come up with here, man. Because the 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 desire is there. Tell you what, if your campers don't have t-shirts that say there's dot magic, <laughs> then i don't know missed opportunity i'm just saying no but and, uh and it'd be pretty cool to, to, be... to see something like that something a little with a little tongue in cheek
1: not just you know marshall softball that would be cool do you know the um um bill murray like uh, the black and white uh silhouette of him it's not really a silhouette but the the black and white uh, outline of him but he's got the blue and red 3d glasses yeah i'm thinking maybe one of those with dot hick's and, you know, there's our dot magic. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, See, whenever I think it.
0: about it, I always think I don't know why, but I think more about the magic, the part, the word magic. So I always get like a very Disney castle look in my head because, you know, I'm in Florida. And every time you talk about magic, if it's not the Orlando magic, at least in my house, when they talk about magic, it's Disney magic. And, you know, so
1: that's always where my head goes. So I don't know. Maybe we can book. Former offensive lineman at Marshall, Joey Step, uh, Mr. Sleight of Hand, Magic Extraordinaire, put him there performing magic for some dot magic. I don't know. I've got a lot of ideas. None of them are good. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, The final thing that we have going around the herd, a couple of awards uh, for women's golf. Torin Kalaski was awarded the Jim Castaneda Award, and uh, that is – throughout Conference USA, uh, so this may be the final recipient ever. It's a $4,000 post-grad scholarship, and they give that out three times a year, uh, one to an athlete uh, in the spring, one in the summer, one in the winter. Uh, Considering we are days away from being out of this crap hole conference, uh, it's probably the last one we'll ever see. Yeah,
0: kind of surprising that a martial athlete got that, to be honest
1: with you. Well, no, I, they give it to every member. Oh, uh, a,
0: a, one from every school. Okay. One from every I thought school. you meant like yes. they award one, one to no. one. Okay.
1: Well, they no can't, other, they can't not give you one then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I know that Judy probably hated cutting that check. Writing that check. Dang it. Yeah. Cause <laughs> that, that probably blows all the money that she's going to get from gas station. I'm PB, sure. I'm know? sure it is. Four grand. Um, other award was Jackie Schmidt wins Conference USA Spirit of Service Award for the spring. Oh, okay. Uh, there is no, no. You know, you know what? I said the wrong thing just a minute ago. This is the one that they give out three different things: spring, summer, and winter. Uh, they only do the Castaneda Award is one per year, so that was not. It would still be the last one. Yeah but they don't do three per year. It's one, one per year per school. Okay. So, so I I need to immediately correct myself. One of the myriad of mistakes that I make on this show, but, uh, that's, uh, that's the deal. Uh, Torin Kolaski, the, the $4,000 post-grad scholarship, Jackie Schmidt, the service award uh, for conference USA big time. Congratulations to both ladies.
0: Yeah. Congratulations for the, uh, for the accolades. Uh, there is one more thing, though, Russ, uh, that has popped up kind of later in the week, uh, and, it's a, and it actually revolves around swim and dive. They've announced that they are going to be um, hosting some summer technical camps in uh, mid-July, July 18th through the 21st, at the uh, Frederick A. Fitch uh, Natatorium there on campus. Uh, the, what is a four-day camps, and each each day is a different discipline. OK, so okay. The, cost of, the cost of the camp is two hundred dollars per attendee. Uh, you'll get a shirt and a swim cap, but they uh, the camp is limited to just 50 campers. OK, so it's really, really small availability. As you would imagine, the pool is only so big. So mm-hmm. uh, July 18th, you're, uh, the camps, well, 18th through the 21st, the camps are running between 840 a.m. and noon Um, but 8.40 a.m. is check-in. So the camps actually run 9 a.m. to to noon. Uh, July 18th will be freestyle. 19th will be the backstroke. 20th will be the breaststroke. And then 21st will be the butterfly. So if you're a swimmer and you're interested in camping with a herd swim and dive, uh, get in on that now. The uh, article about the um, camps is on herd zone, but uh, you can direct all of your questions concerning the camp to uh, swim and dive head coach, um hold on ian walsh at walshi at marshall.edu or call his office at area code 304-696-2573 304-696-2573 remember 200 for the cost of the camp only 50 campers and it's going to run between july 18th through the 21st right there on campus
1: any word on whether or not there will be someone's mom that won't let anyone into the pool thirty minutes after they <laughs> <eat>. <laughs> probably, uh, but <laughs> no, that
0: you know the uh, my only experience actually I have a couple of experiences at the uh, natatorium. You remember way back when we had what was that Greek week or something like Greek that? Week. And they they had oh my god! I don't know how I got suckered into being like the swimmer, <laughs> buddy.
1: Listen, <laughs> I, I have I have a very quick story. You'll remember it immediately. Uh, For some of our listeners that are familiar with you and I from college, they will have a flood of memories coming back. Not only were you and tall Paul the swimmers, (laughs) but I was a heck of a swimmer, but I maybe wasn't thought of a swimmer. You know, I had my swimming badge and all that. I grew up in a pool and at the beach and all that. Um, We didn't have enough people uh, to run this biathlon <laughs> but we did have some swimmers uh two of the skinnier people yeah uh, were put in as the swimmers and they came to recruit people so we could have enough and we just happened to be at the pizza hut buffet <laughs> and had just gorged ourselves so they came and got us to run for the biathlon and uh i i got a tag from i think it was you and ran up the stairs and was sprinting in front of the Henderson center, just, I mean, booking it. And I made it about, I don't know, 50 yards. And then it really kicked in that all my liver hurts, my spleen hurts. I can't breathe. And I barely made it over walking to tag the the other person to finish, you know, the, the four by 100, but, uh, Great memories. Good good times. Good, <laughs> you got to
0: go sprint with a couple pounds of pizza dough, sauce and cheese freshly not in the stomach. Not a,
1: not a couple of pounds. You know how we did it. Yeah. You know, it was about, about 18 pounds of pizza. The 30 plates stacked up
0: in a in one singular column there at the table. And, yeah. and then for, you know, some of you folks may not even remember. I mean, of course you remember there was a pizza hut there, but they had all you can eat lunch buffet. And once a week, you know, a handful of those dudes, Russ and and, uh, some other of our buddies would go do that. And it just so happened to coincide with the biathlon that day and us being shorthanded. But anyway, my memory was having to swim and you only had to do like a hundred meters, you know, down and back. That was it. Right. And man, I got, I went down fine like a bullet. And as soon as I hit the turn, I felt like, Oh my God, I am. You got to have some cardio to swim. And you might think, look, man, anybody can do once down and back, but when the adrenaline's flowing and you lose it all on the first 50, the second 50 is, is pretty life-threatening. You know, you're thinking, geez, don't let me drown here in front of everybody here in the pool. And
1: it was, it was a horrendous experience. Well, I would have traded you. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. <laughs> but I probably uh, would have got that cramp, though, because it was under 30 minutes.
0: You know, my, since that's the- true. My only other memory of the uh, natatorium is I once challenged myself academically by taking water aerobics as a class at Marshall University. And I must say, yeah. it was one of the most stressful classes that I'd ever had in my life. But credits count towards graduation, baby. So Thank you, Water Aerobics, for putting old KD towards graduation.
1: Was under bo- underwater basket weaving. Uh, it was, was not full?
0: available at that time. No, yeah. it was not available at that time. Anyway, uh, what do you got for uh, parting words before we get out of here this week?
1: Parting words is just that when we put that out on Monday morning on the breaking news of the turf, uh, we put it on Twitter and then put it on Facebook. The love and the views from that and the interaction that we got was huge. We grew a lot on Facebook where we are not very active. We try to just put some stuff over there for the people that are not on Twitter. Um, but you know, the athletes, the coaches, they are more on Twitter. That's where we do our interacting and everything. But if you are a listener that is joining us for some of the first times, or you're going back through and, and everything, and, and you came to know about us from the post about that, uh, we are not going to be news breakers and going around campus posting photos all the time. It'll happen every now and then, but what you will get from us is everything that we mentioned earlier, but more than anything, just welcome. We, we appreciate everybody. There's been a flood of people coming in and joining us from those photos. A lot of people listening for the first time, working their way through, uh, but just welcome. We love Marshall University and all the interaction that hopefully you'll bring with us.
0: Yeah. Uh, The only thing I've got this week is um, a a sincere thank you for everyone that continues to share the links and, and bring their friends into the fold of what we're trying to do here, because in fact, you are also helping to grow the fan base. You know, you, you might already be a football fan, but by listening and bringing people, recruiting people to listen to the Thundercast, you're also hopefully turning on some fans to other sports that they uh, already weren't a fan of, which is, which is the main goal. Also, man, if you're ready for football, make sure you're subscribed to the Thundercast because once next week, episode starts and running really for the remainder of the calendar year, it's going to be really, really, really football heavy, as far as analysis goes. And then once we get into the season, it's going to be a lot of game previews and, and, um, stuff like that hopefully we will have um some uh joint podcasts along the way with some of our opposing uh teams that uh you know want to come on and talk about their team a little bit as well uh, maybe we can be a part of some podcasts for our way game so that we can give you herd fans some of the information that we're trying to give to our out of town friends like where to tailgate where to eat where to stay like all that kind of stuff it's it's about to hit high gear you know if you thought you were in high gear now um, I don't think you've seen anything yet Uh, it's about to get real fun it's about to get real exciting and as we draw closer through the summer and more news breaks and we start to see guys separate and the two deep becomes more clear everything's just going to get ramped up and more excited and then we get to tailgate so Thanks for everybody who's uh, been listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore uh, underscore Pod. I'm sorry, <clears throat> got a little tongue tied there. Follow Russ at Russ Living Good and me at Son of Marshall. Um, please, please continue to share the links. Thank you so much to 304CarRec.com for continuing to uh, sponsor the Thundercast every single week, and thank you so very much to At Night Link for sponsoring the Five Things Every herd Fan Needs to Know segment. It's one of my favorite segments that we do every week. I really look forward to see what Russ wants to talk about. Um, So thank you guys for doing that. And again, lastly, if you uh, are interested in potentially sponsoring one of the tailgates or just want a little bit more info about it, please feel free to send us a DM and we'll get you all the information as best we can uh, going forward. But act quickly. Stuff's not going to be around forever. Russ, take us out of here.
1: All right. Like we say every week, If we see you around the Joan, we see you around the Cam. Heck, maybe you see us about to pass out running a biathlon (laughs) because we just ate 18 pounds of pizza. But wherever we see you, we're going to be saying, go herd. (laughs) Go herd. It's the Thundercast. We'll see you next week. Later.